come before you this evening humbly, Father God, with contrite hearts, Father God, with hearts that are full, with gladness and thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise, and we honor you, gracious master, for you are our way maker, our miracle worker, our promise keeper, and you surely are a light of the darkness. Father, we thank you so much for these who have come to learn more about you, Father God. For if we can learn something new about you every day, and if we can learn to love you more each and every day, I think you will be pleased. Glorify yourself, great King. Glorify yourself in the firmament of your own power, strength, and love. For God, you're always right. Your mercy endures forever, and you're faithful. We thank you, Father God, for our families, our friends, our loved ones, the children, Father God, that you've placed in our life to raise, and each other, Father God, for you said that we should love one another as you have loved us. Help us to do that, Lord. Father God, we thank you for this great time together. Bless the hearing of the word, and bless the bringer of the word, Father God, this wonderful teacher that we have, Father God, who speaks truth from your holy sanctuary. And we thank you, Lord. Bless us now as we gather here. Give us this common testimony that it was good for us to be here at this appointed time, at this appointed place. Bless us all, Father God, as we tarry here. Give us the strength and wherewithal to do what you would have us to do. And above all, let your will be done. And whatever you do, Lord, just don't take your spirit from us. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, I think, is that everything now that we need to? Lord, you got everything that you needed? You have everything you needed? You said everything you're going to need to say? You need, you, the announcement? She needs something. somebody who didn't have anything to say. <laughs> LeBron James. Israel.
Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Uh, so looking forward to it. Amen. And, and this will be a good opportunity also. She's speaking to you. It'll be a good opportunity for you also to get those two young ladies involved. Okay. Okay, okay. So just reach out to them, and uh, somehow I just get a. This is my spirit that they they're going to be a blessing, amen, to the church, and uh, uh, they may have connections and people and so forth. We don't know what's going to happen, but we just give God praise for it, amen, amen. Glory to God. So we we don't want them to come in resting, we want them to come in working. Uh, as they say, go come in running uh, as the Spirit of the Lord leads and guides them and guides us. Amen. Bless his holy name. All right. Glory to God. All right. Turn your Bibles to the first epistle of John, uh, the first chapter of the first epistle of John. John writes in, uh, in this particular book, praise God, he writes uh, I think there's three letters that he writes to the church and uh, this is the first one of, of those letters uh, and he also is giving record uh, uh, actually giving the uh, recognition for writing the book of St. John which is the major John and then uh, the book of Revelation. Amen. So uh, he's quite a uh, person, and he's called John the Beloved. And so, praise God, he had some keen insights into what the Lord was doing and what the church was all about. And that's what this first chapter of the book of John speaks about. And for some reason or another, uh, when I get to it and get around to it, as the Lord leads and directs, uh, I will be talking about uh, the sin. Uh, what is sin? Uh, how do we uh, get rid of it? Why it is necessary for us to be born again? Uh, and then some other attributes of, of that uh, sin nature that we have, glory to God, and why is it so prevalent that we need to get rid of it? Amen. And... Uh, I was thinking, and then um, how that saints, uh, people that have accepted Jesus Christ, do not have to, um, uh, how can I say this, do not have to uh, repent from a public standpoint. Do not have to what, repent from a public standpoint all they have to do is ask God's forgiveness right where they are and then God will forgive them now uh, people and this is not what I'm talking about tonight I guess I'm hoping uh, not um, but people that have uh, the sin nature and have not accepted Jesus Christ are the ones that we want to come down and to express their public confession of Christ 
Amen. How many confessions are there? There are two confessions. I'll give you the answer. <laughs> there are two confessions. The first one is the confession of Christ and the confession of sin. Confession of Christ and confession of sin. Both of them are essential, uh, but the first one is the most essential in terms of salvation. Confession of Christ. Uh, and that goes back to Romans 10, 9, and 10. Uh, anybody have Romans 10, 9, and 10? If you can read it for me right quick. For with the mouth, was that Romans 10, 9, and 10? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that's the, that's the confession of Jesus as Lord. Okay. God has raised him from the dead. What? Thou shalt be saved. So it's essential part of the formula for salvation is confession of Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, the confession of sin, uh, let's read down to, so I'll get to that point when we talk about the confession of sin. Uh, John writes, it starts out in the first epistle of, of John. He says, that which was from the beginning which was which what we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. So Paul said, we are good witnesses to what we are saying because we've seen it, we've handled it, we've tasted it, we've touched it, go to God, we've experienced it. So we're not talking about some figment of our imagination this is reality. This is what we have actually experienced and seen and loved. And in, in verse 2, he says, For the life was manifested or revealed, and we have seen it. For the life was manifested, and we have what? Seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. In other words, we've seen life eternal. Now, how did they see life eternal? They saw it in Jesus Christ. They saw it in what? Jesus Christ. They saw life. They saw it in the resurrecting power of God and when he raised Jesus from the dead. So they have seen this manifested power. They've seen this manifested life. They've seen this manifested glory. For that which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you, that you also may have what? Fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Our fellowship, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, who? Jesus Christ. And we want you to experience that fellowship that we have. So that you can experience the same fellowship that we have with God the Father and God the Son. We want you to experience that same kind of fellowship with them also. Glory to God. And then you can fellowship with us. So we will be fellowshipping together. We'll be all friends. We'll be all in the same family. We'll be all rejoicing together. We'll be all enjoying Christ together. Glory to God. And so that's the legacy that I want you to understand that we 
uh, the your forefathers have, have experienced and now write unto you. Now, and he says, verse 4, And these things write we unto you, that your joy what, may be full. That your what joy may be full. You, this life that we're living, this life that we're experiencing, this life, go to God, that we have celebrated, and this life that we are fellowshipping one with the other, this the same joy that we have, glory to God, we want you to experience it just as we have. Amen. How I many you know that there is a joy in greeting the saints of God? Amen. There's a joy in fellowshipping with the saints of God, especially when you worked all day long with heathens. Amen. When you work all day long and precious day or, or or you've experienced, praise God, the world's life, then praise God and, and, and if don't turn on the news, go to God because you'll definitely be disgusted and dissatisfied and, and and hurt feelings and everything else and disappointments and so forth. But but praise God, try to think on the things that God told us to think on. Think on what these things. Amen. Things, praise God, that edify, things that build up, things that give you joy, things that give you strength, glory to God. And so we want to think on those things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bless his holy name. So, the writing to you that your joy may be full. That your joy may be what? Full. You might be full, filled with the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. So, by keeping us in joyful and in Engage in joyful conversation, joyful witnessing, joyful uh, speech, praise God, joyful uh, accommodation, just joyful fellowship, praise God. That is, keeps us joyful also. Now, this then is the message. This what then is the message which we have heard of him. Who is him? You've heard of Jesus Christ. This is the message that Jesus Christ brought and declare unto you that what? God is light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. No shadow, no, no, nothing. Glory to God. There's just he's just light. As a matter of fact, in the in the beginning, when he said, Let there be light, and there was light, he the light had to be coming from him. The light had to be coming from who? Him. And why is it why was it coming from the sun? Or the moon? Or the stars? What? They hadn't been created yet. So when he spoke and he said, Let there be light, glory to God, the light had to be illuminating from him. He had to be the essence of of, of his own uh product, praise God, what he was speaking, and, and he brought forth light into the world. The world that was filled with darkness, praise God, that was filled. And the Bible says it was uh, dark and, without, and void, glory to God. And, and, and then all of a sudden, God illuminates it by his presence. He illuminates it not only by his presence, but by his word. So God's word is also light, right? So what we ought to do, praise God, is make sure that we have filled ourselves with the word of the Lord so we'll keep the light shining. We have to what? Fill ourselves with the word of the Lord so that we can keep the 
light shining. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I might not bring darkness into my life. Glory to God, because you made me light. Because you are light. And since you are light, then we are all children of the light. Amen? And we ought to reflect, praise God, that which is light. Uh, now, if we say that we what? Have fellowship with him, meaning the light, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So, praise God, we have to reflect who God is. We have to reflect who Christ is. So we have to reflect, glory to God, on the light of the world. Let, the, let this light shine in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Amen? So we want to make sure that our light is shining, and our light is a reflection of his light. He is the source of light, and we are the reflection of that light. And we allow the word of the Lord to reflect in our lives, go to God, and we become the examples of light in the world. Amen? And we become the light of the world. That's what he said. You are the light of the world. Now, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? Fellowship one with another. So there should be no reason why saints of God cannot get along. Uh oh oh hallelujah amen because we're all children of the light amen and if the light is shining in all of us and all of us are allowing the light to reflect in our lives then we ought to be a reflection of him and him meaning praise God he, he loved the world God what love the world and so if God loved the world then his children are going to love the world because they're a reflection of him they're not a reflection of us we're not a reflection of ourselves we're a reflection of who he is we're representatives of Jesus Christ on the earth amen and so glory to God uh, I know sometimes it strains our natural selves amen to be with some people uh, yes it strains our nature, but we can do it because he is in the light, praise God, and his, his light is in us. Ah, hallelujah. Now, woo, that's out there. Hallelujah. Did I want to go there? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, if we say we have the fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we, uh oh, we lie and do not the truth. So, praise God, we have to keep working on ourselves so that ourselves die out of us and the light of the Lord is reflecting in us. Amen? So, praise God. Amen. Now, I'm not saying we're going to be perfect as soon as you get saved, as soon as you confess Jesus is the Lord and Jesus is Christ. Amen. Now, you do, you become perfect in him, but you're not perfect in growth. Because the Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Desire what? The sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So there is a growing process. Amen. So that means that as newborn babes in Christ, and when you accept Jesus Christ and you say, Lord, I believe in you, I confess you, go to God, then that gives you birth. That gives you birth. But it doesn't give you growth. 
that gives you birth. Now you're going to grow because you're going to eat the word. Amen. And as you eat the word, then you grow. Amen. You find out something. Oh, I wasn't supposed to be saying that. Mm, okay. Oh, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. Oh, okay. His word says, praise God, this is what the word said. So I compare what I'm doing with, with, with what the word said. Now, do not compare yourself with the word said, I mean, what you're doing with somebody else is doing. Because they may not be growing either. Amen. They, hallelujah, may be in the same boat you are, amen, or the same state of growth that you are in, and praise God. And so uh, they may be like uh, biscuits in the in, in the oven and you put uh, with baking powder and baking yeast and baby baking powder mostly baking powder uh, so that they can rise so they can rise but sometimes it gets stuck in the squat amen somebody says that's not a cooking term amen <laughs> you'll figure it out <laughs> You'll figure it out, Lord God. Amen. Sometimes, amen, in, in terms of that, when you're supposed to be rising, you just get stuck. Amen. Hallelujah. And you don't rise. And then those are some heavy biscuits. <laughs> amen. I mean, heavy, heavy, heavy biscuits. Amen. And hard too. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, but if you allow them to rise, they become light and fluffy. Amen. And, and, and that's what the word of the Lord does. The, the word of the Lord gets rid of all of that stuff that, praise God, reduces our ability to rise in him and to grow in him. Amen. Glory to God. And so and then ourself dies out of, out of ourselves. And the more ourself dies out, the more he can live through us and reflect us. Amen. And we become good candidates for the word of the Lord. But even in spite of the fact that we have not developed the way we should have developed or even grown to the point where we should have grown, go to God, he still uses us. Come on, he still what? Uses us. And he still, praise God, has assignment for us. And he still has a completeness to do it. He knows that you're going to be all right because he, he did the same thing with Moses. Come on, when he called Moses. Amen. When he chose Moses for the assignment, Moses was very resistant to the assignment. Moses was what? Very resistant to the assignment. Talked about himself and his, his inabilities. He can't talk and he can't speak well. Uh, glory to God. And then uh, he had issues with uh, his his own understanding of who he was. Uh, amen. And uh, he, 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 just, he, he just had image issues. Glory to God. And, and, and God had to work on him and say, I knew who you were when I called you. Amen. I knew what your weaknesses were. I knew where your failures were. I knew what all of that was, Lord of God, when I called you. And I'm calling you still because I want you to fulfill my will and represent me in the world today. Amen. And when you represent me in the world today, you're going to die out of yourselves. Amen. All right. Glory to God. So let's, uh, okay, let's move on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse number eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we say we, now, let, let, let's get that right. 
Okay, so because uh, I don't want anybody to walk out here thinking or saying I'm a sinner uh, because you're no longer a sinner. Because the Bible says you are a new creature. So I'm now a new what? Creation. I'm a new creation. So I'm not the same old creation. I'm a new creation, but I'm, uh, but I'm in a state of development. I'm a new creation, but I'm in a what state of development, glory to God. And so God is working on me, amen, to develop me into the person that he wants me to be. And I've not arrived there yet, but even though I've not arrived there yet, I'm not classifying myself as a sinner. I'm not what? Classifying myself as a sinner because you shall have whatsoever you say. So if you say you are a sinner, you're going to be one. Whoa. Amen. If you say you are a sinner, you're going to be one. Amen. Because you're going to have whatsoever you say. So what, instead of saying I am a sinner, you say I am the righteousness of God. Amen. I am what the righteousness of God. That's what I am. I am the because that's what he said. Glory to God. He said I'm a new creation. I'm the righteousness of God and he has presented me to God faultless. He has what? Presented me to God faultless. Jesus makes me faultless. Jesus makes me what? Faultless because he took my sins to the cross and voided everything that was like unlike God that was in my life. He voided it out. Amen. And made me and proclaimed me to be a new creation in Christ Jesus. In where? Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace. Are you saved through faith? Not of yourselves. It is a gift. Now, ah, if it's a, it's a what? It's a, it's a gift. Now, if it's a gift, you didn't earn it. If it's a gift, you didn't work for it. If it's a gift, you didn't ask for it. Uh, well, sometimes people ask for gifts, but for the most part, hey amen, God just said, I'm going to give it to you. Now, what is he giving you? He's giving you the gift of salvation. He's giving you the gift of salvation. He's giving you the gift of salvation. I'm going to say it again. He's giving you the gift of salvation. Now, if you're going to get a gift of salvation, the package comes with all of the things and the attributes that I need to be, glory to God, in the package deal. Amen? Now, glory to God. So if everything I need is in the package deal, when God gives me the gift of Salvation. Now remember what he said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. So you're going you're gonna to get this gift with your confession. You're going to get this gift for what you with your confession. When you confess, you get the gift. When you confess Jesus is Lord, you get the gift of salvation. Now that means, praise God, you didn't earn it, you didn't do anything, to, you just simply spoke some words and said, Lord, I believe that you are the, the Son of God and I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again. I believe all that and that 
by confessing all of that, praise God, you get the gift. You get the gift of what? Salvation. So you are what? Saved. You are what? Saved. And what do you save from? You save from wrath. You save from the wrath of God. You save from what? The wrath of God. Instead of you getting the wrath of God, which is what you deserve, and what you have done to earn, you don't get the wrath of God. You get the gift of salvation. You get the, the fact of the joy of the Lord is my strength, the, and the power of the Lord is in my life, and I get the blessings, and I get everything, praise God, that I, I did not earn, I did not uh, work for, glory to God, but God gives it to me as a gift. Amen? So since I have it as a gift, what do I say? So I say thank you. The more I say thank you to him, then the more, praise God, he pours out the gift on me. Gives me more blessings. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. He gives me more what? Blessings. And the, and the more I give him thanks, glory to God, the more he blesses me. Amen. Amen. The more I'm humble, the more I uh, confess that, praise God, Jesus, I, I love you, and I thank you for what you have done for me, and I, I appreciate all that you've done because Jesus is expecting somebody to turn around and say thank you. Uh, if, if he wasn't expecting somebody to turn around and say, he would not have given the parable and, and told us, praise God, that when he healed 10 lepers, glory God, he said only one turned around and said, thank you. Now, he said, and did not I heal 10? If I heal 10, I'm looking for 10 to come back and say, thank you. And he asked the question, where are the other nine? Where are so that tells me he's expecting 10 to give him thanks. If I had done it for 10, then I expect 10. Everyone that I did it for, I expect you to give me some thanks. Amen? So, praise God, when we hold back and don't give him thanks, he's looking, praise God, and he's booking and he's checking, and he's saying, glory to God, where are the other nine? Where are they? Go ahead. Yes. He's saying the others... Praise God, got involved in their selfish attitudes and, and, and selfish ways and forgot their manners. Because it is just good manners to say thank you when somebody gives you a gift. When somebody gives you a, a gift, even though you don't like the gift. It's just good manners to say thank you, that's right. Amen. You may not like it, glory to God, because all the gifts you get, you're not going to like. Glory to God. But you do have sense enough to say thank you go to God amen and then you do what you want to do with it <laughs> hallelujah amen hallelujah yeah, I'm just I'm just saying go to God amen <laughs> hallelujah but, but I'm just saying that you know you, you, you need to show that you appreciate amen. Amen. amen you need to show that you appreciate and that's why God is looking for us to give him some thanks oh He's giving you salvation. He's giving you life eternal. Wash away all your sins away and, and threw him into the sea of forgiveness and gave you right a brand new lease and a brand new start. Go to God and, 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 and then wiped your slate clean and, and, and said, go to God, here you are. You, you, you're righteous right now. You're, whole, you're, you're, you're holy. Go to God. And, and he gives you all those attributes. Go to God. Just because you spoke some words. And you believe them in your heart. Amen? You believe them in your heart and you spoke some words. Glory to God. Now, like I said, it doesn't mean you're perfect. 
but you're on your way. And you believe that you are because you're confessing what he said about you. He said, praise God, that you are, praise God, the righteousness of God. And so, glory to God, since he said it, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to say it too. Amen. I'm going to speak just like he spoke. And whatever he said over me, I'm going to say the same thing he said. Glory to God. He said that I am the righteousness of God. Amen. And he said I'm holy, and I'm sanctified, and I'm, and, uh, I'm whole. Glory to God. And so since he said it about me, glory to God, that's what I'm going to believe, and that's what I'm going to act on. Amen. No matter how I'm acting, no matter how I'm, I'm speaking, but I'm just saying, glory to God, that's what I am today. And then, praise God, if I keep saying it, guess what? I will become it. Amen. I will believe it, and then I will become it. Amen. Because I'm going to have whatsoever I say. And if I keep on saying it, glory to God, then I'm the righteous of God. I'm the righteous of God. I'm the righteous of God. Guess what? I am the righteousness of God. Amen. And you're going to be that. Glory to God. I'm, I'm the faith of him. Now, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, what he's talking about there is a general uh, perception of everyone has sinned. Everyone what? And come short of the glory of God. All, every man, woman, child, boy, girl, glory to God, has sinned and, and were born in sin. And came short of the what? Glory of God. Now, that's a given. That's what a uh, given. So he's not talking about that. He's just talking about the person that refuses, praise God, to say that I have sinned. The person that takes the attitude that I've never sinned. Sin has never been in my life. Glory to God. I'm, I, I, don't, don't, don't tell me uh, I'm a sinner. Hallelujah. Because I've never sinned. That's the, the attitude that the um, hypocrites took. Amen. And they did not want to confess their sins. And he said, now, if you take that attitude, go to God, and, and, and you try to get away with it, uh, uh, we say we have no sin, we receive ourselves, and the truth is what? Not in us. The truth is not where? In us. Go to God. But, what does he say? If we say we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from what all unrighteousness. He's just to do that. Now, how many know David? I remember when David messed up. Turn to Psalm 51 and verse 3. What was that? <laughs> oh, wretched man that I am. Psalm 51, verse 3. And it says what? Psalm 51, verse 3. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sins. Wait, the first part, I acknowledge my transgressions. I acknowledge the fact that I messed up. Yeah, I know that I, I, I did sin. I did uh, go against the will of God. I recognize that. And, and he said, now that's what I'm looking for, someone who will confess that and believe that, glory to God, that they, are, they have sinned in the past. They have sinned in the past and may even sin in the future. But it's not their intent to sin. Their intent to sin is to please, I mean, the, the intent is to please God and live the way God wants us to live. Amen? Without sin. Now, come back to 
the final verse. If we, oh, yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the only have I sinned. He's talking about adultery there. Yes. And I think more or less what he was positioning himself, he's speaking to the Lord. He's having a conversation with God. And he's asking God to forgive him. Uh, and he's saying to him, uh, if you, if you uh, that's what I was going to speak on, but I'm a little ahead of myself, so what I'll say is, um, okay. What, what, what were you saying? I was saying like, uh, Go ahead. Said, me and the only. Right. Part. Right. Oh. You all right? Somebody get her, amen. Yeah, let her have a seat. Amen. She's all right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare that victory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we recognize, oh God, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you said you've come that we might have life and that more abundant. So we speak abundant life into her life in Jesus' name. We declare healing. We declare deliverance, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless his holy name. Now. Yes. 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 Um. The, right. He did. He, he did wrong by them, but. Right. Yes. See, l let me give you the word for sin. The word for sin. That's what I was going to tell you about earlier. The word for sin is hamatia. Hamatia means to come or fall short of the mark. You don't make the mark. It's like shooting a bow and arrow. You miss the target. Okay, you miss the target. So by missing the target, go to God, then you have uh, sinned against the person who established the target. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, see, I know we think in terms of sin as individual acts, individual acts, and but there's a broader term for sin, which is failure to meet up to God's expectation. Okay, so, he said, so he's saying, I fail to meet up to your expectation, yeah, and you alone. you alone. 
Yeah, because it's not man's expectation. It's not anybody else's expectation. It's your expectation because you created me. So therefore now I'm acknowledging the fact that I failed to meet up to your standard. Right. And so that's why that's why it comes in from a personal perspective. Okay? All right, we're gonna receive our offering because it's time to close out. Oh, what what is it? If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So we don't want we don't we don't want to call God a liar. Because God says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So since we said we have all have sinned, we all have sinned and come short of the glory. And that's why he gave us a plan of redemption, the plan of salvation, the gift of salvation. Praise God, is so that we can be delivered and set free from that which we have been in held captive or in bondage or been in bond, uh, uh, hawked by the enemy. Glory to God. And that's why he says, praise God, that you're going to be free from sin. You're going to be what? Free from sin. Because you don't have, you won't have the can't help it. If you read the seventh chapter of the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, it sort of gives you an idea of the struggle that we have with ourselves. The sin nature. That, and that's what the problem is, is the sin nature. Yeah, we'll go back to the sin nature. See, you can, you can get a person off of something and, uh, you know, and then they just go right back to it again if you don't get the thing out of them. Yeah, so you got to get the thing out of them first. And that's what the Lord works on is the cause of sin, not the r symptoms of sin, but the cause of sin. And that's what he does. He works on that. And, uh, and then he gives you the empowerment through his spirit to overcome. And then also to be uh, stronger than what we think we are. Okay, go to God. Everybody get your offering ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe I'll come back and maybe teach on that. Glory to God. Amen. Just give you a